Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius. I think we are in the letters of Paul, the first Corinthians. We are now in chapter 1. We are gone as far as verse 24. And we will continue. Apostle Paul was writing this letter to the Corinthians and he was trying to address the four, many things. The first thing he's addressing in chapter 1 was the fact that there had been division among them. We are some are saying I'm for Paul. Another people say I'm for Apollos. Another people say I'm for Peter. I'm now saying for Cephas. I'm now saying I'm for Jesus. I'm for Christ. Apollos say, why is, is Christ divided? Why are we beginning to follow personalities like this? And that's what's correcting. And he said, he went further and began to talk about the foolishness of men, the, the wisdom of men, that they think they are wise, they are trying to deprove God. They, they are being foolish because even the foolishness of, of God is wiser than men. The weakness of God is stronger than men. That's what you see in verse 25. But the, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. When you think this is foolishness, but it's wiser than the wisest men on earth. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. Now he's trying to qualify that in verse 26. He says, For you see your calling, brethren. I'm reading 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26. So you see your calling, brethren, telling the believers, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. In that generation, you can say that's how it was. The, the gospel is being preached, only the servants, the slaves, the poor people were listening because that's like a, they seen a better hope for them in the future. Why the rich, the powerful, the government workers, the governors and so on, they were thinking, oh, this is for the refrains. And they are not opening their heart to it. But God is giving the witness, even allow Apostle to witness to the kings, King Agrippa and all the governors. Some of them may not understand it, some of them may not believe because they have not been reading the scriptures anyway. But only God can call anybody, save anybody, because he's the one that's calling us to himself. Like Christ logically said, no man can come unto me except the Father which has sent me draws him. All the poor that are coming, they are being drawn by the Lord because the hope is said to the poor, the gospel was preached. So they are flooding into it. But the rich and the mighty that were in that generation, really, only few of them are having their heart open, they are being called. You have to be humble. Like there was a deputy that called for Paul and Abanas to come and teach them the word of God. That's the deputy in the government. That means like a, an attorney. See, there are some people mighty like that that God is hoping they are to see. Like some of those centurions, they were rulers of you know, soldiers you know, they have a centurion is a captain over 100 soldiers but the those that are humble are believing the word of god they are hearing from the jews while those who are not humble are, are throwing it off even the king Agrippa said you almost convinced me to be a christian when he had the testimony to apostle so that was why i said not all the mighty are coming but some god is drawing their heart and apostle said you see you're calling brethren not many not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty or not many noble people are called. Verse 27 says, But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. You see, even when you think about it, you say, How come this man become mighty? We are all born like by by women, also. And you say, Well, maybe the man was born in a, in a rich family, that's how he became mighty. Or this man was born in the house of a of a governor. That's why he became mighty. Some people inherited greatness like that by just being born in a family. Do you know why you were born there? Do you know why you were, your spirit followed this man, and that man is going to give birth to you? 
and not to that man that was poor. Many of us do not know that we were in the spirit world before God created our spirit somewhere. And when you came into our father's body, well, we don't know. You know that you are going to be born before into this family. So it's how the people become mighty. Some people can also become mighty by after they come into this world among the poor, among the miserable, they work it out and they became mighty because they went to their own business and become rich and so on and so on. And then from there they begin to have a, a language of greatness. The same way those people that you are seeing that mighty right now have been from the parents and grandparents that was passed down. So but you see, he, he, that's why you can say well how do people become mighty and but when you become mighty, if you have your brain in your head, you stick fear God. Know that God is the one that has sent you, well, the same fellow, that same spirit, same God has sent that fellow, and he came through this poor family, the same God has sent you, you come through this rich family. Because remember, God is to be feared. So, that's what Apostle Paul really alluded to here when he said, God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And base things of the world and things which are despised as God's chosen, yea, the things and things which are not, to bring to naught the things that are. I mean, God will take something that looks like foolish and used to confound the rich, confound the mighty. That no flesh should glory in his presence. That's what the purpose of it. So God is choosing the base things to confound the wise and great people. So that no flesh should glory in his presence because God resisted the proud. But he gave honor, he gave he said, give grace to the lowly. Pastor said, But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. That according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. And if I go to glory, let it be your glory, your glory in that you know God. Not in yourself, not in what you have accomplished, not in your wealth or your position in life or position in government. Glory in the Lord. Because you are every one of us, both the poor and the rich, the slave and the mighty slave owners, they are all going to stand individually before God with nothing. You are not going to come with all your riches. And when you stand before God, it's now going to enjoy according to how you treat other people or not, how you live your for him or not, you don't live for him. That's how people will go to, most of the people are going to find themselves in trouble in the last, in, in the day of judgment. But now, if you are a believer, justice is different because if you are a believer, you actually are already saved, you are not going to be in that type of judgment. We are talking of, praise the Lord, we are talking of believers in Christ. If you are a believer in Christ, you are not going to be in that judgment because you are already judged by Christ has already pay for our redemption. So maybe this is been when you say everybody goes to stand before God, in the final judgment, both the rich and the poor are going to stand before God. But if you have come to Christ, you have escaped that judgment because you are already part of Christ. The judgment has been laid on Christ and that's where we are receiving that grace that God has given to us that all our offenses have been laid on Christ and He has taken it away and we are now justified before God. So that's why we are not people are going to be in that great day of judgment because the Bible said the books are open, all those that have their names in the book of life, they live. Those who don't have their names in the book of life, they are going to be judged according to the other books. And nobody is guaranteed anything about according to the other books of sin and what they did in life. But all of those have been put on Christ and we that are accepting him as our savior, 
you are saved. Now let's go to chapter 2 of 1 Corinthians. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with the excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Smallest telling them is resume that when I come and preach among you, this is how we conduct ourselves. And that we are demonstrating the power of God, not just words that are eloquent. Verse 6. So be it. We speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our, our glory. So he said, even though we are preaching Christ crucified after we preach and you guys receive Christ, we begin to teach you some mysteries that are wisdom of God, how God has planned this thing, that's the wisdom of God, how God has planned this thing that we are supposed to bring to, to us in all these letters, that many of these things people don't know, why are we here? What is the purpose of life? What is the purpose of religion? All the type of things. But see, God has a plan from the beginning that is allowing man to go through this and is going to harvest this world. Harvest human beings. Human beings are the products that you go to harvest. Just like you go to your farm and you plant corn and you water the field and you get take care of taking the weeds out and then at the end, what's the purpose of that? At the end, you want to harvest the farm. Get all the good corn that you want because you are going to use them, sell them, eat them, and then you clean up the rest. And that is the world, is that's the wisdom of God that He's shown to us in many ways, many forms, Apostle right, in revealing them that there is a harvest to come. That's what Christ is called. Because Christ said, This world, <coughs> this world is the field. Praise the Lord. This world is the field that He has planted. And the good seed are the children of the kingdom. And the tears are the children of the wicked one. This means there are some children of the wicked one that will never repent. And that is exactly what Apostle has been revealing. That this is the wisdom of God that he is revealing in his, in his letters. So we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world. And to agree. Verse 8 of chapter 2. Which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Just think, if, the, if Satan realized what he was doing, he wouldn't have allowed, he wouldn't have crucified, he wouldn't have let people crucify the Lord Jesus Christ. You realize that? Even Satan, that is a spirit that is controlling all these demonic spirits in the world, in hell, even came to tempt the Lord Jesus Christ. If he knew what is the repercussion of what he was about to do, he will say, don't touch this man, don't kill this man, don't even crucify you. No, he but he didn't know. And he let the world, the men of evil people, through his demons and services, think they were hungry at this man that was preaching the gospel, casting the demons, they crucified him. And they thought, ha, got rid of him. They didn't know that they sealed their doom by doing that. Because he went to the to the hell with, with them and then took the key and fought all of them, beat them up by the power of the Holy Ghost that's in him. And he arrested all of them 
if you think of it, if you are if there's a gang of uh, bandits and they saw some man that is coming and they say, well, we've got somebody we are going to take and take for ransom. If they know that this man is not the one you should take into their name for ransom, but he's going to arrest them, beat them up and chain all of them, they will have said, no, leave this man, let him go, <laughs> let him just go, he will take the next person. Basically, they didn't know who they are dealing with. Jesus Christ said, I laid, I laid down my life by myself and I have power to take it again. Well, the demons were listening, they didn't believe. So they find the opponent and say, kill him, kill him, crucify him, crucify him. And they crucified him. But he went there and took the keys and bound all of them and now he is Lord of all. Satan is done. Satan is far destroyed. Satan has to now obey. Before he can do anything, he has to take permission from the Lord Jesus Christ. See, if he has known it, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have crucified the Lord of God. That's what Apostle Paul said. Which none of the princes of this world, even the human beings that were used by Satan, they didn't know what you were doing. That's why Christ said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And that's what Apostle Paul is referring to. He said, none of the princes of this world, the princes of this world is not just the governor or the, or the, the Caesar. That was really the world. Eh? These are the princes of the world. Even the spirits that are ruling through those men, the satanic spirits that are ruling the world through those men, they didn't know. That's why he was saying, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Amen. But so it's over. It's too, it's too late right now. That's why the Lord is now bringing us into his kingdom. Bringing many, many more sons into glory. We that are going to take over this world. He's bringing us into the glory. People that have been saved. They are crossing over into the kingdom of God. They are crossing over into the kingdom of God. The devil is done. He knows what to do. He's trying to help us because he's going to drive persecution again. But he knows that he has lost. Because the Bible says he lost. The Bible says he lost. The saints of the, the people of the saints of the most high took over the kingdom and took it forever and ever. Apostle, I mean, Daniel has already prophesied it in the book of Daniel. In the angel of God told him, the people of the saints have taken over the kingdom. So he was saying, we are all those saints. We are all those saints. So he thought he's to kill them. And what did he do? Kill the king of, Lord, king of glory. So this is one of them. Or he's the, their leader. King, he killed him by crucifixion. No, no, that, that was why you see this doom. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because the logical now went and took the keys of hell. And Satan was under his control right now. So that was how, you see, our captain has already taken over the spirit world. Basically, Satan is still doing all those things. You know, but he says he's lost because the, the Lord of all, the Lord of glory, is the God of all right now. And the saints of God are crossing over. Saints of God are being, people are being saved. They are crossing over. Satan is running the task. You try to say, well, he's mad. He's going to kill them again. Killing them is bringing them back to their glory again. So that's why the, the devil is lost. He doesn't know what he was doing. The uh, logical said, if Apostle Paul was writing that verse, that if they have known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Verse 9. That's how it is written. I have not seen nor hear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by a spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. So everything God has planned is now revealing to us through the Spirit of God that He has given to us through the apostles, through the teachers. That's what we are explaining also from the letters of Apostle Paul. Verse 11 says, For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. He says, The Spirit of God is the one that is revealing what is of God, what God planned. He's revealing through us to tell others. So that was just like you see, Apostle. Uh, Daniel the prophet, I, I always say this, when you write, when you read the books of Daniel 
and you see all those things that were revealed to Daniel, it was not for Daniel. It was revealed through Daniel to the world. Of course, to the believers. We are going to believe it. And that's the only way we knew the plan of God. God will call somebody. One of them was Daniel the prophet. Made him go through his lifestyle that we please God. Because it was God that actually put those in their hearts. And then God will reveal through a visitation of angels. Visitation of angels, they reveal to Daniel the plan of God. In fact, God even revealed it to the book of Nazar, who was And Daniel was there to interpret it from Daniel chapter 2. The first dream, the Mechanism was the plan of God. The Mechanism said, What is going to be happening after he was dead? You see, God showed to him, Your kingdom will be over, and that kingdom will take over, and that kingdom will take over till the end of the world. There will be a kingdom at the feet of the image, and then there will be a stone that will destroy it all. That's the kingdom of God. And that, he didn't understand it, but Daniel came and interpreted it. So that was how God chose Daniel to reveal his plan in, in, in summary. In the book of Daniel, then he just visited him again, just visited him, telling him, showing him many other symbols to, to, to describe the same thing over and over. And then in chapter 11, 12, the angel came and told Daniel more about what will be happening in Israel, Palestine, the generation of the Lord Jesus Christ came, and then the end of the world. And that was revealed in the book of Daniel. God revealing his plan through human beings that they are set aside. And then the apostles are also revealing more detail, more of what God is doing when he begins to bring in the saints of God. That was the revelation. That's why he said it is the mystery of God that has been kept secret and now being revealed to us, to mankind, through the apostles. And what I was pointing out is that God actually has been revealing all these things through the apostles and through will that I see it, teaching it and explaining it from the scriptures, showing to you this is the plan of God. You do well to be part of it. Those who don't believe it will never be part of it. But when you believe it, walk. Like the thing that the Lord just said, them that are walking like this, they will overcome it, that overcome it, and hear all these things. So you have to walk the way the Bible is described to us, prescribed to us, and you walk that walk, then you are one of them that will overcome. Because to overcome all the temptations, to overcome all the struggle, to overcome all the trials, it is you following the precepts of the Word of God, looking unto Jesus following Jesus. And then you will want to inherit this kingdom that God has planned that he revealed in the book of Daniel and is revealed through the apostles, through the letters of apostles and the book of Revelation. That is what we are explaining here, that God is showing to mankind. It's actually showing it to your world. Only the believers are hearing it, reading it and believing it. And so it's by the Spirit of God is showing it. That's why I say, what man knows the things of man, the Spirit of man. And the same way the Spirit of God in us that He has given to us is showing it to us from the revelation of the Word of God. And verse 12, when I say, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us by God. That the Spirit of God is showing to us what is freely given to us by God. Verse 13, which things also we speak. Not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing scriptures with, with comparing spiritual things with spiritual. See, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually designed. But all those people that don't believe in spirits, they don't believe there's any spirit. They think human oh, beings is it. 
involved the thing with human beings and monkeys. They thought there's evolution. That one one little cell become more cells and then become a amoeba and then it turn into this and then turn to that and then turn to monkey. Those are foolishness of men. Trying to uh, explain things that you don't understand. And creating theory. Theory is like a, something they just make up. See, even, even the one that they could see through the telescope right now and they are describing, they say it's a trillion miles away and they say, well, you can think it's like this. It's still like foolishness. See, it's still like foolishness. See. But the scriptures are giving to us what is there, what is to be, and that's the spiritual things. See, the natural man cannot understand it. But he that is spiritual judges all things, verse 15, yet he himself is judge of no man. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ has given to us is what's making us to understand the scripture because to even want to follow him more and more. We have the mind of Christ by the Holy Ghost that he has given to us. Let's go into chapter 3 because this is a long, 1 Corinthians is going to be going to 1 to 16. But let's go to chapter 3 and continue. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal. Even as unto babes in Christ, now he's trying to rebuke the Corinthians here because he's going to the spiritual thing and say, Well, I can't even speak to you about spiritual things because you guys are still debating um, for Apollos and um, for Paul. I mean, there's still division among you when you should be united, listening together, and wanting to learn more from whoever is bringing it. Wanting to learn more from whoever is bringing it that the Lord Jesus Christ is using to bring it. Don't say, Well, oh, I like Apollos the way he brings it. No, I don't, I don't like Apollos. If Paul comes to preach, you are going to stay home. If Paul comes to preach because you don't like the way he preaches it, or he's too slow, he's too soft. Apollos is charismatic, wow, 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 dancing in the stage. The many people like the dancers on the stage and they, they get glue because they want entertainment. So you guys are coming. Whoever God uses to bring the revelation of the mysteries, listen to it and learn from it. Not from not man, from the spirit that is revealing this thing. And you'll be getting better. See, I be I be, I have understanding more than my teachers was one of the things that King David said. How will you get understanding more than your teachers? Because when you hear the teachers and you believe, the Holy Ghost, who is the great teacher now, begins to teach you more than your teachers from inside. If you don't listen to the teacher, you won't get start. You only go to start because you're proud already. <laughs> God resisted the proud. So if you say, Well, this teacher I'm a poor is too dull. I want to listen to him. Then you are missing out because God is going to see you proud. I won't teach you anything more. You say, I want this one that's da 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 dancing on the street. Charismatic preacher. Oh, wow. Everybody like that. The whole place are sharp shouting. And he's not teaching you nothing. He's just dancing and excited. And everybody's excited. They want entertainment. You say, you're not going to learn anything. Holy Ghost, you just see you guys as babes. But serious things comes from teaching that is, ex that is explaining the scriptures and making you to see that there are spiritual things here. Things that you need to spiritually design. And the Holy Ghost then will teach you more. How did you guys get to know more? Did you go to Bible college? Somebody asked me, did you go to Bible college? What Bible college did you go to? No, I'm an engineer. Electrical engineer. I work on computers, computer engineering. So how do you get all these things? Holy Ghost revealed them to me as he drew me aside to read his scriptures, to teach his people and explain more. I'm not teaching them from the knowledge of engineering. I'm teaching what the Holy Ghost has put into my heart to teach, explain these scriptures. By revelation, prophet, by dreams, by visitation, the Lord teaches these things to me also. That is how you can say we have more understanding than our teachers because the Holy Ghost is teaching us. But if you are not humble, 
and you just despise this minister that's on the radio. Somebody read my book and said, what, what school of uh, theology did you go to? You didn't go to any school of theology, they just threw the book away. They don't want to read it. <laughs> I said, don't mind them. That's exactly how they did to our Lord Jesus Christ. They said, who, who gave you the authority to be preaching in the temple? That's what they were asking Jesus. Who gave you the right to be doing what you are doing in the temple? And he asked them, who gave John the Baptist the right? They didn't want to answer that. Now I also will not answer you. So that is why you don't follow men. Follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord Jesus Christ is the author and the future of our faith. Let's continue in chapter 3. Say, I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. For ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? That's how it started in chapter 1 because they were talking about I am for this and for that. I said that's divisions. See, see, cannot people will be doing that. They are jealous of one another. That's why they are trying to follow personalities. See, you walk as men. We are to walk as angels. For why one said I am of Paul, another I am of Apollos. Are you not Cana? Then you are Cana. Who then is Paul? And who is Apollos? But ministers by whom ye believed, even as the Lord gave to every man. I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Just think of that. Think of a garden. The man came by and weed the grass and pull and plant, and another one came and watered the garden so that they can grow. And then the garden comes away. Yeah, I like the man that's watering it. Oh, I like water. I like water. And just following personality. He said, What he said, who is watering? Who is the man that planted? We are all nothing. The one that really is important is the God that's giving the increase. The power that is making this thing to grow. And that power is from the Holy Spirit. He said, I have planted Apollos water, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planted anything, neither he that watered, but God that gave the increase. That's the one we should respect and honor and follow. That's God that gave the increase. When you hear the word of God, how do you think it manifests growth in you? It is power of the Holy Ghost. That's the one you should respect. I don't know. The Holy Spirit of God is making this thing happen. That's why it says, it's God that gave it the increase. Now, he that planted and he that watered at once. Say, me and Apollos, we have no, no, no issue with one another. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. That is, we believers, we are God's building. Just like I'm part of the building of God, I'm also allowed to teach the Word of God and I'm just teaching according to the Holy Ghost given to me. So, but we are all building for God. See, we are God's husbandry. Now, husbandry is like you are the farm. We are all the farm of God. And we are all the building that God is building. But says, according to the grace of God which is given unto me, as a wise master builder, now he's going to tell his own part. So I have laid the foundation and another built it thereon. But let every man take heed how he build it thereupon. Now he's warning, giving a sound of warning to all those that are teaching and preaching. That he has laid the foundation, bringing people to Christ, telling them about Christ died and saved us. And then teachers come and teach you more. Say, so, hey, be careful what you are teaching. As I'm teaching the word of God, let it be on that foundation solid, good stones. What you are used to build, and it's going to explain right now. Otherwise, it's going to be burnt up. For other foundation can no man lay that than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Don't try to lay another foundation. The foundation has been laid on Jesus Christ is the foundation. So when we teach, we are to teach pointing people to Jesus Christ, point people to Jesus Christ, not to ourselves. 
But then you are laying a different foundation. Point people to Jesus Christ. That's what he's saying. You don't lay another foundation, but Christ Jesus has already laid. Now verse 12 is begin to give someone. If any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it. Because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. So we are building upon the foundation that of, of Christ saved you from your sin. And the teaching is to build on that. He said, people should be building. If you build with stones and solid gold and silver, you are putting precious word of God into the people. When the day of trial comes, they will stand. That's why he said, the fiery trial that we try every believer will make them to stand because they are founded upon the word of God. They are following the word of God. But if you are just making them money, 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 that people, that's an example of things that like the wood and stubble. And the fire comes, the money is burnt away, people will begin to deny Christ and curse God. That is why I say their work is burnt up. See and stubble. So when we are preaching, we are preaching the word of God that this is real. You better follow it and hold firm to the end because you know why where you are going. You know why you are believing. You know whom you are believing. You are following the Lord Jesus Christ. You are not believing Apostle Pastor this. You are believing the Lord Jesus Christ. And what is what he says is the truth. And that's why we are saying, follow it. I will continue this in the next broadcast.